Well, hey there. It's Thursday, October 14th. A very happy National Dessert Day to you, Kelly Collis. Oh, I like that one. But I like yesterday's. I'm going to give a shout out to yesterday's because we didn't do uh, that. It was National Don't Wear a Bra Day. <laughs> <laughs> I've been celebrating that since 1986. Oh, good for you. <laughs> did, did you observe the holiday? Always. <laughs> Life Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. So I learned this morning about D.C.'s queen of the underworld, the woman who was called the Al Capone of Washington. And there's a new documentary about her. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. I, I just... I nearly didn't do the show today to go to my local library to do research because I'm so fascinated by this woman. Yes, that's really cool. We also have Squid Games now getting involved here in D.C. Mm-hmm. So we've got some good stuff. Yeah, plus another baby on the way, a grand slam for the Zimmermans. Um, the Caps opener was last night. While we get started, I do want to just have a quick point of privilege, Kelly. Um, pumpkin spice season is officially gone. It's dead. Forget about it. It is now great peppermint bark season. <laughs> This is my favorite thing. <laughs> I went to um, the Macy's downtown yesterday, which how that is still open blows my mind. But way to go, Macy's. Way to keep going. I had to buy a frying pan. Long story. But but <laughs> I walk in and they're like, would you like some peppermint bark? And there was a whole display. And I was like, yes, because the holidays are here. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. I did see a Christmas tree display at West Elm on 14th Street yesterday. Mm. So, yes, there's another sign that Christmas, I guess we're now doing this because, I don't know, supply chain, Halloween hasn't happened. It's We're still in a pandemic. I don't know. But I I, it feels earlier than ever. <laughs> I don't think this peppermint bark, though delicious, was created any time within the last several years. So I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but every year, it's like my favorite thing. I've already, I've almost eaten truly like half the box already because I don't oh, know Tommy. what it is. Shut up. I don't know what it is about <laughs> it, but it's just so good. It's so good. It makes me so happy. Go get your peppermint bark and don't be sad about it. Okay. All right. That's my All right. Let's talk. <laughs> I appreciate that. Let's talk about the Zimmermans. Mm hmm. So cute. We got a little surprise thanks to Heather Zimmerman, who is the social media mogul between Ryan and Heather because Ryan doesn't post anything. But we right. always get a little peek into their personal life because she's so generous with sharing her posts. And yesterday we learned she's pregnant with baby number four. So cute. This <laughs> this is what it presumably was uh, Ryan Zimmerman's last game of the season um and it shows him on the field with her and her little belly because she's due in january oh my gosh so that's she's, soon i know mating goes that's very soon I, I know that means she's been sort of keeping it a secret from all of us and we also know that it's going to be a second little boy for them um of course their their baby henry was born in june of 2020 and uh she said it was a little bit of surprise but they're happy about it there you go and also like Last Ryan Zimmerman's last game, comma of the season, they're on the field. Like there's all of that stuff going on, and then she's clearly like, "Hey, babe, now that everyone's gone, let's go to the field." And she's like, "I just want to go home." And she's like, "No, we're doing the social media picture. We're doing it now. This is how it's happening." (laughs) Right? Just because there's no one in the stands, and he's in full uniform. Yes. Uh, Way to go, Heather. 
Yeah, way to go. It was that's such a cute little photo. Um, so we wish them well. And it's always such a nice thing to see, especially for people like Nats fans, because my like news feed of Nats news is pretty weak right now. It is tumbleweeds a little bit. A lot of my Twitter folks switch over to hockey. So we'll get into that in just a second because it was a caps opener. So there is that. But it is nice to see some some news coming out of the Nationals organization because he is Mr. National. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. I, I just want to say I'm so excited because there was like activity and things going on in downtown DC yesterday. Like there was a, some kind of defense contract convention at the uh, convention center. I was like stuck in traffic and I was like, son of a, wait a minute. Welcome back everybody. I'm glad you're <laughs> back. Hi. And so I wasn't even mad about the traffic or people parking like lunatics or like walking a lane by the Apple store. It was totally fine. I was into it. And then if you go down, you continue on seventh street yesterday because I'm a joiner, I was on my way to Carmine's for dinner, but I stopped at the rock the red carpet situation that was going on outside. Oh, there were so many people and it was so festive, it was so fun. You have the actual like good coverage from inside. Of cannot the cannot hear you. Could not hear you over that that audio. But I know you're saying something about it being a joiner. And did you at least wear red? Yeah. And I said it was fun. Yay! Basically, I was on my way to dinner at Carmine's um, because it's National Pasta Day on Sunday, so I wanted to go check that out ahead of time. And then as I was going celebrating early, there, yeah, totally. <laughs> Listen, you should keep National Pasta Day in your heart at all times. <laughs> Kelly, but if you go on Sunday to Carmine's, they have a great eight-person meal for like 135 bucks. Anyway, okay. um, it was just I was walking past it, and I was like, I need to go walk up Seventh Street to rock the red carpet, and I did. Carpet was rock. Uh, it was uh, pretty cool to watch the game. So last night, the Caps just didn't disappoint, and I really think it had to do with the fans because it was just. They were there in full force. Ovechkin was not clear whether he was going to hit the ice. So glad that he did because he had two goals and two assists. What? He came out like a beast. And two one. assists? Yes. And the oh Caps gosh. won five to one against the Rangers and the fans were just like animals. You could see them pounding <laughs> on the glass. It was just great to see. Um, of note, also the rookie, the, the first, this his first professional NHL game, I believe his name is Lay Pierre. Oh yeah, he's like nineteen um, years old, right? Yeah, this is his first professional game. Got a goal. Hey, love to see it. I mean, it, it was just great, and like Ovechkin gives him a big hug, and it just had all the feels to it. So now Ovechkin's even closer to beating Wayne Gretzky's record. Yes, they you know they have the ticker up. He actually um, beat um, a record, uh, Marcel Dion, um, last night. So now he's oh. in fifth place. He's 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 there. I mean. Let's be honest. He's not going to beat it this year, this season. I mean, it he keeps it, having just, goals of game games. You make it a little close. Uh, uh, no, it's not like, the season. Is he like three hundred goals away from Gretzky? A hundred like... and something, hundred and thirty something. Okay, uh, that's not going to. I mean, it would be pretty phenomenal. I mean, it would be like superhero. Yeah, I'm listen. I'm just saying is all. Yeah. Well, but it, it doesn't matter. Look, the caps look awesome. It was great to see them on the ice. It's giddy up. Yeah, that's awesome. Two goals in one, two technically responsible for four goals in one game. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was a beast. So I don't know this whole talk about him being injured. I don't know if we were trying to psych out the other team because, like, he wasn't practicing on the ice. Like, then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't think the Caps PR team would allow that to be like, ooh, Ovi's Hertzky. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed the whole thing seemed a little bizarre, but it's like a total gritty move right there. That's not, a, that's not something <laughs> the Caps would be doing. <laughs> um, all right. You know that I've been obsessing about Squid Game. Yes, like, and I haven't watched it yet. I know you told me to watch I know. it. I'm happy with the first I episode. I got to the slapping it's, and I turned it off. It's um I watched the whole thing with my teenage son last weekend. We were stuck in the Southwest disaster. Um, so we had some free time on our hands. Um and obsessed with it. And now I found a place, thank you, Washingtonian, that makes the cookie, which is one of the games. It's the Dalgona cookie. And if you've watched Squid Game, it's the game that they play where they, um, see, Tommy, you wouldn't know. But when they take the honeycomb and they have to do the shape, and it's very stressful because you have to, like, win this game. Anyways, there's this bakery in Annandale, Korean bakery, which, by the way, they're on TikTok and they have a lot of other things. But they sell these cookies which is um, really cool. You can order them. They're five bucks, but you got to order them in advance. And, you know, you can have like your own like squid game, like party or something with them. Is it a traditional no one... like Korean thing? Yes. Okay. So yeah, the cookie is the game, which I, I'm not going to pronounce because I don't want to be disrespectful of the Korean tradition, but there's a game where you take, where you, it's a children's game. Cause you know, it's everything in squid games is, is based around children's game, except if you lose, you die in Squid Game. <laughs> I don't. Spoiler, <laughs> Kelly. Gosh, why did you ruin that for me? But but it's it's you take this honeycomb and you take a needle and you carve out a shape, and the goal is not to break the cookie. Huh. Yeah. Seems quite <laughs> stressful. It is, especially if your life depends on it. <laughs> do the cookies from the bakery in Annandale, they don't kill you, obviously. But do they? Do, no. do you carve them yourself or do they come pre-carved? They come pre-carved, but you can punch them out, oh. which is part of the skill of the game. Anyway, if you know, you know. Just <laughs> leave it at that. A-Y-K. Got it. <laughs> yes. Um, huh. So, Tommy, I encourage you to uh, – I actually want to make a little road trip to this bakery because I think it's really cool. They're on TikTok showing off their cookies. They um, look like it has amazing stuff. Of course, there's a big Korean population in that part of Annandale as well, so I'm sure it's delicious. I would love you to do that and um, give a full report back about the cookies. <laughs> Fair enough. What, Fair what, enough. What are they – do they have like a flavor to them or is it just like a wafer? I don't know. I've never tried them. All right. Well, I've never tried them. I'm going to watch Squid Game and you have homework now, Kelly. But please, when you go <laughs> get the cookies, get one for me. Because by the time you get the cookies, I will have watched Squid Game. And if you have a cookie that I don't have a cookie, well, I'll be like, you know, ornery. So Got just, it. I mean, we've been at this thing for long enough. You should probably know that by now. But <laughs> Yes. Fear <laughs> of missing out is a thing. Yes. FOMO is real, especially over here. Um, Have you ever... Kelly, in your life of living in D.C., have you ever heard of Odessa Madre? No. The queen of the D.C. underworld. Sounds the female amazing. Al Capone. So I haven't either. But there's a brand new documentary that's out by filmmaker Robin Hamilton. And I read about it in the Washington Post this morning. Apparently this woman, Odessa Madre, was quite something back in like the 30s and 40s in D.C., People knew better than to mess with me. You don't mess with death. When she walked in the door and, oh, that's Odessa Madre. 
Oh, wow. She was a celebrity in that she was successful. She was definitely a big time runner. She was so smart. She knew numbers. She knew money. She got around. She's going to be who she was. She wasn't going to try to hide it. But apparently she got around with the ladies. <laughs> she had this house and she had tall girls. She said, I may be large. I may be loud. I may be a lesbian. I may be dark, but I'm not going to be denied. People appreciated that about her. They appreciated her honesty and weight when she lived her life. And she could punch you in the face in a heartbeat. And so you didn't <laughs> mess with her. People like people with money. She had money and lots of money. Wow. There's a lot I to am- unpack there obsessed with her <laughs> this, I, this morning i like i've been gone to a rabbit hole i have only been able to do a little bit of reading about her but she's from the area um in dc that was called Cowtown, around georgia and florida avenue where back in the day like cows were allowed to graze like in the alleys and yeah. such um and so back in like 1907 she was born she was born of like um one of her parents were black one of her parents were irish and so she was in the middle of this like cross section of like two communities that were um a little very different very different and like involved yeah. in certain things as like bootlegging and that sort of stuff <laughs> and then a lot i wonder of- where the the name odessa came from because like that seems yeah just, you know and and to be a lesbian in the 30s and 40s and and black and i mean just that you go girl there was a lot of things going on and so <laughs> yeah. um this is incredible so the washington post did this whole thing about her um she went to dunbar uh school which at the time was like an elite public school didn't really fit in and then they say and and they say in the documentary that she decided just to be bad <laughs> <laughs> like kind of ursula vibes going on about her um and so then uh coffee or die which is another site i found a great article about her in uh, in the 30s and 40s, she earned like $100,000 a year. She was a bookkeeper. She ran oh a gosh. gambling ring. She um, ran a narcotics ring. She sold bootleg whiskey by the shot. She managed up to, they're unsure, six brothels at one time. And um, she had a nightclub called Club Madre on 14th Street that is now a Bank of America. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Said this documentary about her um, is airing on Howard University uh, Public Television throughout the month. But I hope it's like I'm, I'm trying to figure out like when it airs because I want to watch it live or I want to see it on demand or something. But it, oh my it goodness, is, it, it is interesting how time can like kind of heal wounds. I mean, she sounds like she, while she was seemed like a tough woman, she was a criminal. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's what everyone We're is saying. A criminal, like in these interviews and these articles, they're like, "We're not," and and um. The filmmaker Robin Hamilton was like, I'm not like saying she was great because she was a criminal. She's just like, <laughs> wow, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> but um, apparently there's a there's a placard in what what is now what used to be Cowtown in D.C. There's like a like a placard that just says like Odessa Madre, the lady Al Capone and Robin, who made the documentary, told The Washington Post that she was just like, what's going on with that? <laughs> what's what 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 does that mean? And she went down this rabbit hole on this road of like learning about her story but they say that um because of her irish and black heritage that a lot of the a lot of like the young irish men became police and she like paid off some of the cops back in the day that's how she was allowed to like operate like very al capone like but but to see like a black lesbian female running similar things (laughs) dc you 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 never cease to amaze (laughs) dc way to go (laughs) wow yeah 
Um, Where is she buried? Do you know? Did you get to that piece? I, I didn't get to that piece, but she was in jail. She's in federal prison for like 13 years. And by the time she died, um, she was like destitute and like friends came together and like paid for her funeral situation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It took her family eight days uh, to claim her body. So she, um, yeah. Hmm. Wild, wild story all around. Wow. That is super interesting. And I also am really hopeful that because Hollywood is lazy, since Robin Hamilton packages up nicely in a documentary, they'll eventually make a movie about her. Okay, so to this point, and I'm going to bring it back to Squid Games. So I listened to this podcast. The reason why Squid Games and other series are coming out, because we don't need Hollywood anymore. Right. These production houses come up with these great films. Netflix or Amazon pick them up and it's done. So you say that and who knows? Yeah. I mean, I am fascinated by this whole thing, and I've, I've known about it for 58 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone down the rabbit hole. Yes, I want to find Robin Hamilton. I want to be her friend, and I want to learn more about Odessa Madre. Please and thank you. <laughs> okay. okay, you let me know. I'm going to go get the cookies out in Annandale. You go work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And I think you were trying to transition for me, Kelly, and I appreciate that because theoretically she should have been buried in Congressional Cemetery, but I'm not sure if she was or was not buried in congressional cemetery i'll get back to you on our next episode to figure that out for you okay but congressional cemetery like in spooky things news is uh doing their soul strolls that are starting this weekend on friday and saturday and through halloween the sunday ones are a little less scary from what i understand but they it's not like a (laughs) bad guys like jump out at you kind of haunted house but they take you through the congressional cemetery and they talk about like the people who are buried there and some of like the folklore and the and the the soul strolling, if you will. It's a five dollar donation if you want to be part of the tour. Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one for me. There's ones that are happening, like there's ones that happen during the day, and there's ones that happen right around sunset. Spooky. Boom, 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 boom. Congressional Cemetery is also a dog park, by the way. So you got that going on for you too. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, so they um yeah, they they offer it's actually like a sought after license they they give out so many dog passes because it's fenced in and it's huge and so they give out so many dog passes to congressional cemetery every year as a fundraiser Mm -hmm. for the cemetery and they feel that like it brings people out there it brings some like life to the cemetery and uh people with dogs are often quite responsible people and it's like police in a way pooping on graves or <laughs> like... well, I think they have to get their butt pretty high in the air to poop on the grave but <laughs> but like you pick it up well okay 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 <laughs> it's like a designated area where they can go I don't yeah I don't think it's like free range but I think that there's like a fenced in area but it's a it's a fundraiser to keep the okay it sounds nice I love dogs I love dog parks I just didn't <laughs> The cemetery piece kind of throws me off a little bit. As someone who lives in the city and dog parks are like pretty um, tough to get their hands on these days, we'll take it. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> okay. But there's some really famous people who are buried there, and I can't remember who they are at this moment. So I'm just going to let that go ahead and just roll on because there's a whole list of them that I'm seeing on Wikipedia right now that I can't possibly decipher. Also, I'm not sure if any of them are monsters, so I'm not going to go ahead and say any of them. <laughs> Okay. I mean, we, you did talk about a criminal Odessa just a minute ago. But. Yeah, but she was, but she's like at this point, like a fun criminal. Okay. <laughs> We've gotten to that point. I guess so. 
Enough Super time has passed. Totally. I'm going to wait for a documentary about the uh, Congressional Cemetery, and then we'll circle back to that one for you. Okay. Gotcha. We have others. Yeah, like, I don't know how these people are, but. Hmm. Temporary internments? How do you get temporary interns? Never mind. All right. Thanks for joining us. We've got um, a whole bunch of other shows from the past, if you want to check them out. Hours and hours and hours. Once you finish Squid Game, you can give us a listen, because we won't kill you. <laughs> no, we won't. Hopefully we won't. We'll see you next time.